Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bra is a Murder. I am one of your hosts, Alexander Acevedo. And I am the other host, Andre Matthews. My first name was in that long. Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for making me feel bad about, you know, how, uh, what I'm named, you know? You could have just said Alex. I could have just said Alex, but that's not my name, is it? On legal documents, my name is Alexander. So, just saying. All right. Tell them what they're listening <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, Bros and Murder is a podcast that sheds some light on pop cases and true crime. And we also give you some mix of some good music, as well as, uh, you know, crappy, po- uh, crappy pastas. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some crappy pastas. Uh, I believe we have a YouTube channel now of just crappy pastas. Yes, I will be uploading all of my crappy pastas to YouTube, so you can, I guess, enjoy those. <laughs> They're not one hundred percent made to be enjoyable. They're more just like my personal vocal memes. It's got nice backgrounds. I mean, I watched one of them. <laughs> I was like, "Thank you." Yeah. All right, so um, we got some interesting cases for you today. Uh, who's going first? <laughs> um, well, this is our second time recording, so I guess <laughs> I'm gonna go first again. Right, or do you works. do you want to go first? Uh, yours was longer than mine unexpectedly. I thought mine was gonna be longer than yours, but then yours ended up being longer. So I'll go first. If she said. That is really weird if she said hers was going to be longer, and then, never mind, let's move on. I'm moving on now. All right, so this week I bring you a heart-wrenching case of a loving wife and a wonderful mother of five. On March 26, 2017, Rosa Garcia and her husband, Ricky Vasquez, and her 15-year-old son had gone to a West Fort Worth apartment complex to buy a PlayStation 4 for $160. They had found that on a resale website called OfferUp by a man named Jose Hernandez. He directed her to meet wasn't him. There, wasn't there like a serial killer named Hernandez? I'm not completely sure to be honest with you. Like a kidnapper? I, I don't know. I just, I really just don't know. That, that could be really bad though, right? I don't know. What the name they... Hernandez sounds familiar to me. I mean, it's very Spanish. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, it's a very... Con- oh, yeah, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> um, he directed her to meet him in an apartment complex in the 9,000 block of Bryan Way Circle in West Fort Worth, Texas. According to the police, once they arrived, they were approached by a man who told them to follow him to the apartment. On the way, the man led them between apartment buildings and then pulled out a gun and demanded cash. At this point, Garcia and her husband and son tried to run back to their vehicle. Obviously, I mean, who wouldn't, like, at that point, like, it's, you know, it's fight or flight, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just distracted by the dog. I can't help it. That's not, that's not something I gotta do. I'm sorry, audience. This is very, um, I live in a very non, uh, farmland. What? I live in, <laughs> I live in a town, okay? I live in a town. Yeah, I can't help just it. say town. You don't say a non-farmland. <laughs> I think most people probably also live in non-farmland, so... You got me stressed out of here, man. I'm using this little finger massager I got for Christmas. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get back to this, like, really, really messed up case. Uh, cause this yeah, is very, yeah, no. uh, very serious. Continue. 
Okay, like I said, on the way to the, the, the on the one might call it a vibrator. <laughs> I can't talk shit because just thinking about what you're saying. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get back on track. <clears throat> so when they ran back to the car after you know someone pulled a gun on them, which I would be either running or throwing something. Yeah, um, I think in most were, instances probably be to run. You know. Yeah, I mean, her... You had your kids and your family with you, too. Yeah, you're probably going to haul yeah. ass. Yeah, just trying to get out of there. Save your son, right? So her her husband and her son try to run back to their vehicle. Uh, the one son, by, or was it like... You said yeah, five it was just kids, the, right? It was, uh, yeah, she's a mother of five, but it was only the uh, 15-year-old son. Okay. Yeah. Um. So they were running back to the vehicle, and they were chased as uh, by as many as three or four people. Who then began opening fire on them. So you got these three innocent people booking it through an apartment complex while three or four people are opening fire on them. You know. So it was a setup. They got set up yeah. to get robbed. Yeah. Right. Over 160 bucks, though. Like some people were willing to kill over 160 dollars. That is just insane. Like that is as. Why? Over $160 you needed and that? And just to open a fire like that. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, in an apartment complex, no uh, no, like, no doubt. So No doubt, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> so, uh, Ricky Vasquez was able to reach his own weapon in his vehicle, and then he started to, to return fire through the windshield. So this man gets in his car, grabs his gun, and he, you know, he doesn't like, you know, he's popping shots, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't cover, like shoot cover, cover outside. Right, right. He doesn't shoot through the door. He's like, you know what? Nah, I don't care about this one. I gotta save my family. Pop, pop. You know what I'm saying? So he fires back. Uh, this scared the suspects away, and him and his son managed to come out of it, the incident without any injuries. Unfortunately, Rosa wasn't so lucky. She was fatally shot and taken to John Peter Smith Hospital, where she was announced de- pronounced dead at 11.20 p.m. So, uh, I found... I really didn't want to say it, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, but she was shot in the head. It just really okay. gruesome. But think about that. She was still alive after being shot in the head. You know, that's well, yeah, just... Yeah, depending where you're hitting the head, you can live. You can live? Yeah. 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 Um... But that's some craziness. Uh, Risky, uh, Ricky Vasquez. Oh, (laughs) okay. Ricky Vasquez flashes back to the moment his wife took her last breath. I ran around the truck and I just squeezed her and I hugged her really, really tight as I could. And I told her, please don't leave me, Rosa. Fight, Rosa. Fight, said Vasquez. When he retrieved his gun, this was also another thing he uh, he was saying in an interview. So he's saying what after before that he retrieved his gun and he said, "I seen the bullets all coming towards the drivers and passenger side, so I started shooting through the windshield. I felt like I didn't if I didn't do that, they were going to kill us all three. He said they were four guns. So imagine firing back at these people. These people firing back at you they run away and then you you're checking if everyone's out you check your son and he's okay and then you're like your wife you run around and he's and your wife just laying there bleeding out he just he lost it he was just he was in shambles they say this was on christmas um no this was on march 26 2017 
Yes. Yeah, Christmas just no. passed. That's why I'm thinking about Christmas right now. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not on Christmas. That'd be really messed up. Well, it's already messed up to begin with, but on Christmas, no doubt. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, can you imagine, like, your family losing? I know that probably happens. And I, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really, my prayers go out, but. Oof. Um, so, yeah, he said there was delete, there was four guns, he believes. He thinks there were four young men, one no older than 18. So, these young people are out here, just a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, Generation Z is on our ass again. I mean, there's a reason why people that are less than 18 don't have a weapon. You know what I mean? Like, you stay over there. Yeah, no, there shouldn't be. If if there, if there weren't so many weapons on the street, this probably wouldn't have happened. Just saying. But yeah. also, you know, he shot back with the weapon, so. Yeah, I know. Uh, there's ups and downs. There's ups and downs. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's complicated. Yeah, that's, that's not for us to decide, right? That we're just doing this true crime, this true crime podcast. We're not, not gun not enthusiasts. Yeah, no, I'm not. not no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's, get in, <laughs> now let's get into uh, the investigation. Uh, so I really messed this guy's name up last time, but I'm going to try to get it right. So Detective Pete and Homicide Detective Jerry Saletto were Oh, wait, no, last time, what did you say his name was? <laughs> I think I said Pat. I said, yeah, you said Pat, and I said spell it, and you said P-A-T-E. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know how to, like... They don't need to know that, all right? That, that was in the <laughs> you old one. Completely negated. It wasn't a silent <laughs> e. Like, <laughs> you know what? I didn't. I didn't know. I was just trying to do it justice. All right. Anyway, uh, they tracked the email from the Jose Hernandez offer up account, and they linked it to three separate accounts, including a 19-year-old Tijan Horton's Facebook page. Pete oh, they, they didn't even fucking cover their tracks. They're just stupid. Well, they're kids. They're stupid. Yeah. Well, he was 19 years old, so he... Oh, yeah, he's still a stupid kid. This guy is... Mm. Anyway, uh, Pete interviewed Horton on August 30th, but Horton denied any involvement in a Garcia shooting. <clears throat> Horton was arrested in May 14, on May 14, 2017, in a robbery and shooting of three men on in Las Vegas, surprise fucking surprise yeah uh ooh, just didn't get out of that life um investigators obtained a warrant for his arrest this week uh what mm. investigators obtained warrants for his arrest learning from the fort worth firearms lab that the shells casing collected where garcia was shot were fired from the same gun used in May 2017's robbery for, you know, he's waiting trial on three aggravated robbery charges, you know? So he used the and same And they were able to link gun. it back using ballistics, yeah. Yeah. So he, not, this man had no smarts. You know, they, he didn't change guns. He didn't, you know, as is, I'm not you saying know, If you're going to shoot someone, you should ditch the weapon, you know? You'd be smart about it, like yeah. If, if you kill a person, you ditch the body, you ditch the weapon, and you get an alibi. He did none mm. of those things. She, uh, he lasted pretty long, in my opinion. He should have been off this tree. That's crazy. How long did it last? Uh, from hmm, what did I say it was? It was March to May. So you went from March to May. 
Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't but last in too a grand long. Ske- but in the grand still... scheme of things, they they linked it up and got them together pretty fast. They did, and you know, normally with our you know our cases, you see a lot of uh, mishandling of yeah, yeah, a lot of half-assed police work. You're dropping yeah. a ball in a lot of cases. Yeah, people getting away with things they shouldn't have been. But they got away. yeah, but they got lucky because this kid was stupid and committed another robbery. Right. So you know, not all cops are bad. <laughs> so. Uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, where was I? Oh, he was being held in the Tarrant County Jail awaiting trial on three aggravated robbery charges when Fort Worth police added the capital murder case against him. The last update I could find about the case, you know, was in uh, November 14th of this year. And uh, Rosa's husband is begging for anybody's help to find the men who did it. He said, these guys do not need to be out there. It's not going to be fair if they end up doing this to somebody else again. Uh, the Fort Worth Police Department are asking for the public's help to come forward with any information and also reminding the public there are safe exchange places set up around the city. If you want to buy or sell something online, the safest place to meet is at a police station. Uh, so this is some of the things you have to be worried about because this is not the first case that um, I could find on something that happened like this. There is many Craigslist's uh, cases that happened like this. Uh, personally, my one of my uncles got shot over a quad. He was going to get a look at a quad, and he got shot in the head. Walked, turned the corner, bam, shot him. So Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, really upsetting. Uh, but but yeah, you have I would to imagine. Really, yeah, you have to be really careful. Um, you know, Facebook Market is pretty good with when it comes to. You know, uh, seeing if they sold Maybe anything like, on there before. The out. Yeah, see if they yeah. have any friends, see if they're legit, you know. And then you gotta reveal them too. Right. Um, you just gotta be really careful. These people, they don't care. If they're struggling, they don't care what you, what you got going on in your life. They don't care if you have family. They, they want, they want no. what you got. They want what you got and they're gonna do anything to get it. So just, just be extra careful. I know... These deals can seem really good because a, a PlayStation that's a, a PlayStation 4 of $160, I mean, for myself, I would have been very intrigued in that. Oh, yeah, no, true story. I got my Xbox One for 100 bucks off Facebook Market. I thought, like, I was fully prepared to get, like, <laughs> screwed over. <laughs> I had a dude meet me at Walmart, and he pulled up, with, like, a trunk full of them. And it was like, oh, he just buys defective ones and, like, fixes them. And mm-hmm. I took it home. And at first, I like, didn't turn it on, so I messaged him, like, dude, what the fuck? He was, oh, my bad, bro. Like, I'll, just, I'll come by and give you another one. And then he gave another one, and it worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was like, oh, wow, this is a genuine person. Mm. Oh, were you there? talking? Yeah, no, I was, I was oh, wow. more to the story. I thought there was more to the story. <laughs> so, yeah, just be careful on buying things online. Um... I have some information and we're going to put it in the end about how you can contact them and, uh, you know, if you've had any information. Uh, that's about it. For me. All right. So you want to do the break? Let's go to break. Well, let's tell them who the break is sponsored by. And that is Ringer. Ringer. <laughs> well, that is the newest uh, remote podcast uh, recording site that we're using because we actually live uh, about an hour and a half away from each other. 
Uh, so this clear crystal audio that you guys are getting is all because of Ringer. Uh, so if you or anyone you know likes to you know record podcasts or even interviews or calls because this is also able to use uh, through an f- app on your phone. Um, it's on Androids and Apples, so you can just download it, and you know you can get quality studio sounds just from um, you know just from this app. And with using our code, th- uh, is a murder. That is the code I S S A M U R D E R. You will save up to twenty five percent on Ringer today. So you just go in, sign up, you use our affiliate code, and you save 25%. You know, that's pretty insane, uh, seeing how it's very cheap already. You done? I thought there was more. There anyway, then let's go to our break. Break.
It's called a vibrator. It's not a vibrator because it doesn't vibrate. Then what does it do? It's got these like green um thing rollers, right? And then like it's like a kind of like a tongs, and you just put your finger in it and kind of like. One second, one second, and we're back. (laughs) Yay, we're back! And I'm done talking about my finger massaging. Vibrator. (laughs) It's not vibrating because it doesn't vibrate. My case is on Marvin Anderson. And this one is, bruh, is not a murder. And I get to that why. And this, you know, it's a feel-good one for the holidays. You know, because you want to hear something good. Even though it doesn't start out necessarily well. But it ends well. (laughs) Mm, Does it though? Mm, You'll see, we'll see. So... On July 17, 1982, a young woman was raped by a black man who she said was a total stranger. Uh, the dude was ran up on a bike, well not ran up on a bike, pedaled up on a bike, hopped off, assaulted her, dragged her into an alleyway, you know, and then committed the rape. After the incident happened, she reported the crime to police, and the police officers automatically singled out a man named Michael Anderson. They said that he was a suspect because a woman who was attacked said that her attacker told her after he grabbed her, hey, I ha- I got a white girl. And the police in the, er- in the area knew Anderson because he was dating a white woman at wait, the time and wait, living can, with her. Can, wait, can I comment on something real quick? He said he just got done raping this girl and was just like, I got a white girl, so it don't matter. And then dipped. That's, that's what happened. No, I, I don't think it was like, ha, it don't matter. I think it was more of like, I called me a white girl. Yeah, but like, how did they... Okay, so how did that... um, How did that correlate to him having a white girlfriend? You know what I mean? Because the guy was black who raped her, and right. he said, hey, I had a white girl. So uh, the police and their okay. fucked up mentality in their head said, oh, hey, I know a black guy who is dating a white woman, so he must like white women, so he must been the rapist. Oh, God, that's fucking disgusting police work. Yeah. So, uh, talk about the investigation and trial. Anderson had zero criminal past whatsoever. Not even, like, a speeding ticket. Clean slate. So, the police obviously didn't have, like, a mugshot to pull up or any information on him. So, they went to his employer and obtained, through some way, his uh, work ID. So, they can get a picture. And he used that picture on a work ID in a lineup with six other black and white sales, uh, you know, suspects. Yeah. They put those photos in front of the victim and told her, hey, look at all of these. Point to the guy who did it. She, like, looked them over and put it at Anderson. And then they later, like within an hour actually, had a full lineup of, you know, six dudes, and Anderson was one of the dudes. That shit was insane. But Anderson, well, yeah, well, Anderson was the only dude who's picked, in in the lineup, Anderson was the only guy whose picture was also in the photo lineup. So, you know, she goes up to the lineup, sees them all, 
Quincy Anderson because she already seen his face once in a photo lineup. So of course it's going to be easy for her to just like point at him again. And this is not, I'm not, she shouldn't be blamed for this. No, no, no. No, she was raped. Yeah. No. She was raped. She probably didn't get a good look at the guy who did it. She just knew it was a black guy and, you know, she's make going by. I don't know what's the word. You know, but the, mm. the thing is, the thing is, she heard his voice, right? She heard this man's voice. She clearly said. I doubt. What I, they said. I doubt in the lineups they have them talk. No, but like if 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 like yeah, no, no, what that? What I'm saying is stupid because that doesn't normally happen because they really don't want to see their attackers. Never mind. Yeah, there you go. I'm glad you figured out yourself. Wait, anyway, <laughs> but they went to court, so she was in court too. Never mind. Just keep going. I'm yeah, sorry. let me let me yeah, let me get there. So. Yes, they took him to trial. They arrested him and everything. At the trial, the victim testified in detail regarding the assault and again identified Anderson as her assailant. Uh, they did a full serology report, you know, which is part of the rape kit. And do you know what serology is? Go ahead and explain, sir. It's, body, it's testing on, like, body bodily fluids and, you know, like, semen and shit. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Happens a rape kit. They did a rape kit tour after the assault happened, and they did a full serology report, and there was no connection between her and Anderson. So you think that would be like, oh hey, obviously he didn't do this if the semen that was inside of her was not the semen that belongs to this man. So wait, I got a question. Now, what year was this again? What year was this? This was 1982. So 1982, people were probably still not okay with interracial couples. So, someone was probably mad at him. Got well, there's people who are now not okay with interracial couples. Yeah, but I'm talking about crazy. So, yeah, no, you're right. But like, more, right now, it was more prevalent. Yeah. It was more prevalent back then. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Finish. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, the serology report, there was like no connection between the two. And you think that would like help, you know, show his innocence. But no, it didn't. It didn't help at all. But from the beginning of the case, the people in the community were well aware of everything that was happening and they told police and made it really vocal that Anderson wouldn't do this like he's a good person he would never hurt a fucking fly and they also pointed out a clear suspect another black man named John Otis Lincoln now the bicycle that the woman identified as being a backup perpetrator was also identified by someone in the area as being their bike and the owner of that bike said hey Lincoln stole this bike from me and he stole it at this time and the time that he stole it was an hour before the assault happened so again you think that would be a clear you know connection and jump off point that the person who stole the bike that was seen by the victim <laughs> would be the person who did it and they even gave him a fucking name that's literally so, insane so Anderson requested that his attorneys bring bike owner and bring Lincoln and the bike owner at least to be a witness and talk to the coroner's behalf to help you know free him yeah clear his counsel yeah his his own counsel declined don't know why but the people who are trying to defend his innocence said no and a jury of his peers and I'm gonna say quote unquote peers because his peers was an all white jury convicted him to 210 years in prison now Whoa. quick quick 
quick pivot on like, you know, sentencing when it comes to like rape and stuff like that. On average, in America, a study was done on like 80% of the prison population. On average, people get sentenced 10 years per prison because, you know, state to state is different how much time you're going to get. And also like depending on a crime and blah, 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 like that. But on average, you get like 10 years. Now, out of those 10 years, most people serve only five, like, I think it was like 5.4 years. So, you know, not enough for rape. No, no, not at all. Not enough for rape. So now this man got a life sentence. Now, also, another quick pivot on, okay, people of color, especially like black people, they always serve 20% more time than a white person does for like the same crime. So, you know, a dude like Brooke Turner can get zero days in prison for rape that he did, but this guy gets loosely convicted on rape and he gets 210 years. That's a little fucked up and unfair. Um, this reminds me of the story of uh, Reuben Carter. He was the American boxer. Uh, they call him the Hurricane. He um, he got arrested. Right, we got um, falsely arrested, and he spent 20 years in prison. 20 years in prison for something he didn't do. And it, ha- it turned out that what was like, he arrested for? Uh, a com- he, like it was like murder, but like he was nowhere near it. And then like a bunch of the police were involved, and um, like the guys who actually did it were white, and they got away with it. And then there's actually a whole movie about it too. It's a really good movie. Anyway, moving on. I looked at the hurricane. Okay. Yeah, it's his anyway. name is Ruben Carter. Um, so uh, six years later, in 1988. John Otis Lincoln finally came forward to admit his involvement in the crime. I don't know what happened over the six years. Maybe the guilt just got to him or a couple of people in the neighborhood beat his ass. But he wanted to come forward and say that, hey, this is me. I did it. At a, so there was a state hearing that August and Lincoln confessed and offered all the details under oath in front of the whole court. But that didn't matter to the judge who sentenced uh, Anderson because he said, hey, I'm not going to vacate my conviction. Like, I don't give a shit what you say. <laughs> Pretty much. So even hey, though someone. No. <laughs> yeah. So even though someone's admitting to the crime, the judge is like, hey, man, I banged the hammer once. I can't really take that back. I'll make you look bad. Uh, I'm not. He don't want to get looked bad in front of his friends. Mm. So Anderson remained in prison for years. Uh, finally the DNA testing for the whole case became like readily available to everyone like because at a certain point it's kind of like opened up mm-hmm. uh, Anderson sought to prove his innocence you know again for the crime like he didn't stop fighting he kept wanting to prove his innocence to clear his name so his lawyers told the police and prosecutors that the rape kit was uh, destroyed like everything inside of it was gone and Anderson didn't believe that obviously and he kept reaching out to people, trying to talk to people, and he came across the Innocence Project and got his case, got his case accepted by them. And the Innocence Project goes around, you know, looking to exonerate people who were convicted for crimes they didn't do. Especially when it comes to, like, fucked up DNA testing. Because nowadays, over the years, you know, it got better, so you can get more conclusive answers. In 2001, Dr. Paul Fiera, director of the Virginia Division of Forensic Science, advised the Innocence Project to defend his 
multiple evidence from the case, including the sperm samples recovered from the victim's body, had actually been located in a laboratory notebook. So the criminologist who performed all this testing, that when he destroyed, you know, the other rape kid like that, he kept his notebook with the information inside of it. So he fucked up doing his job, which helped, you know, get the information out to free this guy. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So, because if he would have followed the policy, the notebook would have been destroyed and everything too. So, thank God he fucked up. <laughs> you ever think, like, what so, if, like, he knew, like, because, like, obviously he would have heard about the whole him, the, the guy actually did it coming up and confessing. Do you think he actually knew about it and then kind of just, like, you know what? Maybe I'll oh, no, just leave no, this the guy, no, no, no. The guy confessed in 1988. Oh, okay. The rape kit was done in 1982. Oh, okay. So. No, yeah, I see now. Okay, I got you. I got you. So uh, after the request of the DNA testing was denied, so they asked for everything, like, hey, you're gonna give me a notebook. The other people said no. The Innocence Project, in conjunction with the Mid-Atlantic Innocence Project, finally won access to the DNA testing in 2001. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got access to the DNA, and that, and the result, and the results of that DNA excluded Anderson as the perpetrator. So it proved that he, once again, it proved that he didn't do it. Yeah. And it actually, the DNA that was from the serology report matched with two other people. Those two other people were two inmates. And one of those inmates was, guess who? John Otis Lincoln. So the man who confessed to the crime, his semen was found on a person and it linked him to the crime. I would love, (laughs) I would love, right? If that judge walked up to him after everything happened, right? And it was just like, I'm sorry. And he was just like, meet me on the bridge. I thought that would I thought that ever happened or whatever happened. He probably just was like, he probably didn't no, say shit. But like, imagine if he was like, meet me. It was like, he just, the guy got uh, sent. He's like, meet me on the bricks. He's like, <laughs> meet me, on, meet the me on the bricks. What does that mean? It's like, meet me outside. But like, better because Mimi outside is not good at all. So is it so the new catch me outside is Mimi yeah, on, on the bricks? bricks. I actually I actually kinda like that. So meet me on the fucking bricks, bro. Meet like me what? Me you put me in jail for all this time, girl. Meet me on the bricks. Meet me on the bricks. <laughs> right? So in uh, August twenty first, oh two, the Virginia governor Mark Warren granted Anderson a full pardon. And this this was after he spent 15 years in prison and four years on parole fighting his innocence. So he finally, after 15 years, <laughs> he finally got out. And again, hey, happy ending because from a young age, Anderson dreamed of being a firefighter. He liked, he wanted to protect people. He wanted to help people in his neighborhood, and his community. But this conviction obviously got in his way. But since getting a full pardon and getting out, First thing he did coming out of jail was trying uh, to yeah, join the fire academy. He's, he already wasted 15 years. He can't waste no time. Yeah. So he he got he got he got out, hit the ground running, went to the fire academy, and became a professional firefighter. And now to this day, 2018, he serves as the uh, fire chief at his local fire department in Virginia. He oversees about 30 team members, and he's part of the he's now a part of the board of directors of the Innocence Project. So, you know, helping more people 
get exonerated who got convicted for shitty crimes they didn't do and also you know just saving lives on a day-to-day basis in his neighborhood that convicted him of rape and uh what so that's that's about it that right? is about it so let's let's uh let's 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 wrap it up let's wrap it up okay i want to give a quick shout out to uh what, what the, cast. the cast my friend has a my friend has a new podcast with the cast um scary to sleep shelby scott oh, love yes. her i did bought some merch there listen mm-hmm. to that uh, and also lifeboat podcast if you're into politics they'll they'll handle the politics no, but we'll we not. will not we will not touch <laughs> politics we will tell people that they're uh, not well though. yeah <laughs> yeah no i'll call I'll, I'll call you out but i won't go into full detail pause. about it because i'm not well versed in politics pause but i have no issue screaming at people you can meet me on the bricks whenever you want. You are a terrible person to meet me on the bricks. <laughs> like, meet me meet on me the, the bricks. Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud, remember we're on iTunes. But yeah. If you're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. I, iTunes, SoundCloud, you know. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, check out the YouTube. Oh, yes. Uh, give them the YouTube and, name. Give them the YouTube name. Oh, YouTube me at Lil Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are close to getting the Spotify thing. It's just taking a little bit of time, so we apologize. Yes, and so is Stitcher. Stitcher takes like forever to get out, but you know, <laughs> keep your air out, keep it posted, stay safe out there, enjoy your New Year's if it's that oh. time, or just your holidays. You know, just enjoy oh. every day. One more dead. thing. Shoot, I almost forgot, and this is the most important part of this whole podcast. If you have any information on the Garcia. Uh, case, please call the police department at this number that I'm about to give you. It's 817-392-4222. If you have any information, just give it to them and they'll be very thankful. Okay, that's it. All right. That's it for me too. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that's it. This podcast is part of the Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network where inclusivity matters.